0: It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. And no, I'm not talking about the famous Charles Dickens novels here, of course. I'm talking about the North American stock market indices and the best of times so far in 2023 clearly has been the NASDAQ and we can see know beginning the part of 2023 here how impressive the run has been we can see how it's trading significantly above its 200 day moving average there i wonder if maybe the nasdaq isn't getting into a bit frothy territory we look at it from a very very simple rsi technical metric here and we can see that it's trading technically in overbought territory Best of times, worst of times, when we look at the NASDAQ in comparison to its peers here. We look at the the S&P 500, barely up. We look at the Toronto Stock Exchange, down a little bit. We look at the Dow Jones Industrial, down uh, almost 2%. And this is from the last time we updated in this series. So this series, for those of you who might be joining us for the first time, started back in August of 2022. And we're looking at six different indicators um, every month with the goal to sort of get a sense of, you know, have we seen the worst of the correction that started at the beginning of last year? So far, when I assess these, um, the answer, my answer is leaning towards no. As I've said in the very first video in the series and everyone since then, um, I don't know the answer to this. I'm assessing the data and each of you will have to take this, of course, and apply it to your own portfolio management um, styles and see if it makes sense for you. Since the last update, as I mentioned, uh, you will recall everything was up the last time. So from March to April, we can see by this chart here, everything was strongly into positive territory. Since then, there has been a divergence. And in the last month, we see the NASDAQ up more than 6%, the rest of the indices like we just looked at either flat or slightly into negative territories. If we look at 2023 year to date, you know, strong, strong number there from the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, again, showing good returns, the TSX as well, the Dow Jones basically trading flat on a year to date number. So in this series, we look at what's happening each month. And so when we update to today, I want to start with the yield curve, which is what we always start with. And I'm using in this series, the US a 10 year, two year yield curve. Yeah, the 10-2 and I'm using the 10 year, three month yield curve. The key here is this. If we're going into a recession, I'm going to make the assumption that the markets um, will drop. And either we haven't seen the bottom of the correction yet, or if uh, you know we're, we're maybe setting up for a significant drop, even if it doesn't quite quite get down to the previous lows. An inverted yield curve, often precedes a recession. And we can just see a little bit of history here. We go back to 2000. The orange line is the 10 year, three month yield curve. The blue line is the Dow Jones industrial average and the gray shaded areas are recessions. Now that we can look back and those have been locked in. If we look back to 2000, we can see the yield curve going negative beneath that dotted line, then turning positive, followed by the recession. And as we can see here, a decline in the stock market. In 2007, the yield curve went negative, turned positive, followed by the recession, followed by the decline in the markets. And then most recently in 2019, we see that repeated negative yield curve, turning positive, followed by the recession, and the accompanying drop in the stock market. So where we are today, we see that the yield curve is significantly into negative territory. What we haven't seen yet is the official start, and we won't see this until hindsight, obviously, start and end of the recession, and we haven't seen the corresponding drop in the stock market. When we looked at these numbers last month, so in April, we saw that the 10-2 was relatively flat, and in fact, it's been trading flat for quite a while now. We looked at the 10-year three-month, which had gone further into negative territory. Updating to today, the 10-2 continues its sideways move uh, since around November or so of last year, that's what we've seen. And the 10 year three month is well into negative territory, flattening out a little bit there. Remember the curves typically, historically will go positive, then we see the bottom of the market. Today with these both being in negative territory, the result to me is crystal clear, Uh, no, we haven't seen the worst, that was my uh, that was my verdict last month, no change this month. I wanna look now at the second metric, which is moving averages. First though, I do wanna remind you that in addition to our YouTube channel here, we also have our investing academy, and this is our online platform where we work with Canadians from across the country of all ages, and we help educate about investing and financial issues in general. The course material is specifically designed to take you from a raw beginner to a fully confident investor. So I will put a link in the description of this video. Second metric, moving averages. I'm using the S&P 500 as the stock market proxy and the 200 day moving average. In April, we saw that the S&P 500 had moved above that moving average. It has been very indecisive. If you look back over the last number of months, you can see the up and down, it crosses, goes back, crosses and goes back. Today, we see that the S&P 500 has broken that seesaw pattern of recent months. And in fact, now for two consecutive months, as we've reported, it has remained above that moving average. Now, I wanna look at the NASDAQ as well, because we did mention that the NASDAQ is in the best of times scenario right now. When we look at that, it has traded since about mid-March above the moving average, showing some very strong strength there. The result, well, last month I said maybe, and I'd like to see some, a sustained uh, period of time trading above the moving average. This month, I'm going to, again, give it a maybe and look forward to checking next month and seeing what's happened there. If we get a consistent trend, uh, I might move that up into the yes category, but for this time right now, I'm gonna stick with a maybe. The third index, the third metric rather, is the volatility index or the VIX, and this measures market uncertainty. It measures calmness or fear in the market. In April, we can see here that it was well below the long-term average. So the red dotted line, the red dashed line, is around 20, which is the longer-term average, and we can see that the VIX was trading below that, at 17.6, and that means, at least at that point in time, the investors, in, in general, are confident and comfortable with where the markets are. When we look today, again, it is lower, and you know, I don't know if someone out there can tell me why this is the case you would expect with a lot of the uncertainty out there right now that the VIX would uh, be trading higher than that long-term average, but it isn't trading right now at about 16.8 roughly. Question I would have, I guess, was, was last summer, the spike that I've been looking for. When we look back at this chart here, we can see sort of a series of ups and downs there, trading, you know, tipping up at around that 35 level. We saw the markets coming down, indicated by, in this case, the NASDAQ there, uh, with the blue line and now it's settled back down into a more calm area. The market definitely is uh, comfortable out there. Should I be changing my view on this? Um, I've been expecting a spike and I haven't seen one. Last month, my verdict was no. I'm going to move that to a very, very cautious maybe here. Um, as we've talked about uh, virtually every video in the series, you look at all of these numbers, these metrics in aggregate uh, of one another and my the, the, the left side of my brain, I guess the, 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 the numbers side, is telling me that no, this chart is not saying that we have seen the worst of it yet, but the right side is thinking, hey, let's apply a little bit of uh, creativity here and um, take a cautious maybe uh, with the VIX in this uh, this update here. The fourth update we look at every month is the US jobless claims. And this is a, a metric uh, that will measure applications for, for unemployment and it will fall for the first time since the uh, bear market began. So if we look at the last month here, we've seen sort of a slow uptick. Uh, Late 2022, we saw that increasing and then flattening out. We want to see that drop. When we look at the chart today, at best, I would say this number is flattening, but I don't see a really strong move um, down. The latest US Department of Labor news release states in the week ending May 13th, the advanced figure for a seasonally adjusted initial claims was 242,000. The four week moving average was 244,250, a decrease of a thousand from the previous week's unrevised average of 245,250. And I like to look at that moving average to get a little bit more of an idea of the trend. My interpretation last month was no. There's nothing here that shows us Uh, because we haven't seen that that, that significant decline. Um, It is nice to see this flattening. Um, Today, I don't really think that it's showing anything strong, but I'm going to move this into the maybe camp. There's nothing concrete that I'm reading either up or down, so I'm going to be maybe generous with my interpretation this month and say maybe and see how that falls into the bigger picture here. Uh, Fifth metric uh, is the Baltic Dry Index, or the BDI. And this number, this chart here should go up before the market finds its bottom, if we can use history as a guide. When we looked last month, we had seen that the BDI had sort of flattened out and trading in a range. Uh, this time, when we look at it now, we see a slight tick down. So that's not really good news. The Marine Link website, uh, May 15th, says the Baltic Exchange's main sea freight index fell to its lowest point in nearly three weeks on Monday, on weaker demand across all vessel segments. And so that sticks out to me all vessel segments, not just one little pocket here and there, the overall index was down 36 points or 2.3% at 1,522 points in its third consecutive decline. So nothing really jumping out at me here either way. Again, this puts me in the maybe camp, which was the same as the last update back in April. uh, I said, maybe I'm gonna leave it there and let's just see if it's able to maintain the levels that it's at right now. If nothing strong happens either way, we can um, we can maybe lock that in uh, and you know hopefully get some positive news from there. But I'm looking forward to next month. I think a lot's gonna happen over the next few months. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops. The sixth and final metric that we look at in this series is the PMI. And this is another recession-related uh, metric. Obviously, we want the economy to be expanding. We want manufacturing to be ex- expanding. And that's what this measures. If the number comes in above 50, that means the manufacturing sector of the economy is, the manufacturing segment, I guess, of the economy is uh, expanding. If it comes below 50, that means it is contracting. The latest numbers are in for April. Now, remember in March, that number came in at 46.3. So we had a contracting uh, segment of that economy. April's number comes up a little bit at 47.1. So you might think that that is sort of positive news and it is because we've reversed that trend but still we're below 50 so we're still in a contraction phase. The Institute for Supply Management website says, the US manufacturing sector contracted in April as the manufacturing PMI registered 47.1% or 0.8 percentage points higher than the reading of 46.3% recorded in March of the five sub-indexes that directly factor into the manufacturing PMI, only one employment is in growth territory. That concerns me a little bit because it's it's there's not a lot of broad strength as we see by that chart there. Now, when we look back to last month, we can see the chart had continued to slide down on the, the right side of the bars there. We'll see it continue to move in a downward direction. My commentary then added that this was the fifth month of contraction, and a continuation of the downward trend today. You can see here it says, this is the sixth month of contraction and continuation of a downward trend that began in June of 2022. So we can see it is the sixth month of contraction, but as we see on the chart here, this most recent number is a slightly higher than it was previously. So uh, another contraction month, but a little bit better than the month before. So uh, last month, again, I had said maybe, uh, because of a little bit of flattening. And this verdict is going to be maybe as well. I think we're going to leave that there and uh, see what next month brings. So when I do this in summary now, we look at the moving average to me, that's saying, uh, sorry, I'm going to start with the yield curve. The Yield curve is saying no, uh, definitely we have not seen the bottom there. Moving average says maybe, the VIX says maybe, jobless claims say maybe, the BDI is maybe, and the PMI shows maybe. So um This is definitely the most optimistic, the most positive report since I started this series. That's one way to look at it. The other hand is you you have to look at, um, in aggregate, how much weight do you give that? There's five maybes. We have a no, we have five maybes, and we have no strong, obvious yeses. So despite the euphoria almost in the NASDAQ and the gains we've seen recently, um, to date, nothing firm. When I look at all of these numbers in aggregate, has says to me that we're through the worst of it and it's all uphill from here. In fact, uh, there's a big part of me that's saying, be cautious, I don't think that's happened yet. Um, As always, you cannot rely on this information solely to make your investment decisions. As I say, I have a little bit of anxiety still there. I'll factor that in as well. Take these these data series and use them for your own purposes, please. In this series here, we do talk about specifically the, the direction of the market. Have we seen the bottom or not? Those are traditional numbers that we, that we can use to make this assessment. But what about the broader overall uh, market? I'm doing a month, uh, sorry, a quarterly series. Uh, will be coming up again, I guess at the end of June, will be the second quarter. But for the first quarter, you can see that update right here. Prime yourself, get ready, and we'll see what changed um, in the coming month or so. So thank you very much, as always, for watching this video. I do look forward to seeing you in the next video.